checking again my levels on my on my recording hello yeah i can see your yeah um and that gets to see your levels at the bomb as well well what's interesting is in audacity my levels have gone to almost nothing oh oh which is really intriguing um because looking at at right your waveform versus mine yours Mm -hmm. is substantially bigger um probably just because i'm louder (laughs) and no it's not because i'm black i offer no thoughts whatsoever (laughs) welcome to the stories for nerds podcast episode here are your hosts for sfn well what's up everyone and welcome to episode 6.24 of the stories for nerds podcast a show featuring a group of sci-fi and fantasy authors who not only love to discuss the latest adventures and books tv film video games anime and all other forms of nerd entertainment but they also read and collaborate stories as well and once again i have the pleasure of being here with scott parkin Hello. Aloha. Abby is out of town for the week because a lot of us are doing some traveling for the holidays. I'm actually recording from my folks' place back in Tennessee. And so I just got home about a couple hours ago. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the reason why my backdrop's a little different. The background's a little bit different. Yeah, I was curious about <laughs> yeah, it. I was yeah. like, wow, you've redecorated. In fact, you've moved into oh, the... Oh, uh, no. They're, they're just real... They, they, they've just been really successful at adulting. So they, <laughs> so they oh. actually have a bonus room. I only have a bedroom. So huh, what do you do? <laughs> bonus room. Oh, I know. Oh. Aren't they fancy? <laughs> so, folks, if you've been following the show, you'll know that this is going to be our Story by Nerd episode where the three author panelists on the podcast collaborate on either a sci-fi or fantasy short story every other episode so in this case we are going to be concluding the sci-fi short called the cloud family where the elderly dina is tempted to join her ghost-like remnants of her family in a computer network um also this is going to be our second to last episode of the year so we're going to be closing our sixth season with our annual best stories of the year two weeks from now and uh, that's going to be where our subscribers get to nominate the best sci-fi and fantasy stories found in books tv games anime and more so um Winners are going to have the chance to, uh, winners will have of, of the categories. They're going to have their images included on our social media uh, and website banners. So if you want to get your story shown in those said banners for the duration of next year, uh, be sure to let your voice be heard by joining our newsletter. So uh, before we get into our story by Nerd segment, we always like to do a quick roundup of the personal projects that the panelists have uh, been uh, working on since our last meetup. So Scott, what have you been up to on the writing front of things since then? Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Not all that much, sadly. I've been doing a lot of... um, 
other projects. Um, I'm a would-be woodworker, and I've been actually building out my garage workshop. Um, And that has taken up all of my spare time. You guys Um, send pictures, by the way. I should. Yeah. It's not much. It's it's going from an incredibly um, cluttered uh, storage area to an actual workshop. Yeah. Little by little, but we're getting there. Yeah. So, move on. Mm-hmm. And then don't feel bad because honestly, I really didn't get that much right. I mean, beyond the short story of that, that segment, but but anything else beyond that was just like, eh, shopping, holiday, trip planning. Oh, and um, dude, I have a story to tell you after we're done to show about my car because it gave oh, me no. yeah, I know, right? Just say no more, right? Oh no. Yeah, it was um it was a bit of a process, so much to the point that I was starting to wonder if um coming home for Thanksgiving mm. <laughs> was going to be on the table. And but the I timing, just, right? Yeah, right. It's always the timing too. I was like, are are you kidding me? You've yeah. never given me any lip the six years that I had you, and right when I'm about to like go go across the state, right. It go it goes rogue basically, when, but like I said, I digress. There's there's a story to be <laughs> shared with that. You know, I might make a story out of it. Goodness gracious knows. We should, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, how about some uh, nerdy ni- interests? Since the last meetup, what have you done the nerdy front things since? Then? Oh golly! So the big one was I went and saw Dune yesterday. Oh yeah, um, and I hate to be that guy, but Wow. There's um, a lot of that guy. <laughs> that's what I mean is I'd like to come up with something new and interesting and different. And yeah. let me tell you something. I I am a I've read all, you know, six of Frank Herbert's books yeah. in the Dune series. Right. Um, I would consider myself not exactly an enthusiast, but absolutely uh, a core fan of yeah. the Dune series, even if I thought it got a little meh by the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. But uh, I appreciated the first movie, but was annoyed by it in ways that are hard to explain. I have not seen this, the recent series, but um, this film did as good a job as I can imagine being done with a story that is told almost, you know, probably two-thirds of the story is told in an internal monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the visuals were spectacular. And what's funny is that it's really... It's it's understated in really interesting ways because it's extraordinary cinematography. I, and I hate yeah. to pick on Star Trek again, but they make it so easy. <laughs> they Dune does a thing with scale. Yes. That is so simple yeah. and so effective that I just adore it. Yeah. Because they don't call too much attention to it. They don't gild the lily. They just it's there, mm-hmm. right? Like there's this one scene when the, um, when, uh, Dune is when the betrayal occurs mm-hmm. where you see the giant, you know, planet eater shaped thing up in orbit and this little tiny cloud of little wispy firefly things coming out the end. And the next scene is those things appearing above Arakeen yeah. and they're huge. Yeah. And they then belch out a series of landing vehicles yeah. that are every bit as small relative to them as these were relative to the navigator ship. Mm-hmm. 
and you start realizing that, you know, Star Wars did it by starting out with a little pointy tip and then it just keeps going and expanding yes. and going and going yeah. and going. And they right. establish scale yes. that way. Right. Star Trek The Motion Sickness did it by <laughs> having lengthy. <laughs> um, Star Black The Motion Sickness, my bad. Um, by having these lengthy, you know, look at the grandeur that is bigness and space. Yeah. Wow, it's big. Look okay. how big it is. And to be those advocate in their defense, I mean, this was like earlier on when with film and everything. So that cinematography really wasn't the art form that it is now. So it was, I mean. and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is is a the state the general state of the art has improved substantially, but yes. more importantly, this particular uh, crew, this cinematographer, has has it. Yes, uh, they successfully brought out. Everything that we needed to see, needed to know. Uh, I love the casting. I love the the again, the, you know, the diversity. You've got tall, you got short, you got uh, different ethnic groups, you got ages, you got every. They have done such a nice job of blending this up mm -hmm. and making a a visually. Gorgeous. I saw it on the big screen because I knew I'd want to. And yes. here's one of the things. So I'm talking a lot, but oh, no, there you go. <laughs> here's one of the things. The visuals are spectacular on a large screen. The sound is so much so huge that being in a theater and having banks of 18 inch subwoofers yeah. thundering out yeah. make a difference. Okay. Um because there are moments, and it's part of how they again establish a scale, right? When the when the attack fleet shows up, and there is a sound that is so layered and full of harmonics that just you hear it as unfathomably big, and that reinforces the visual. Again, the the, the technocratic effort, the technical effort, the the artistic effort. Everything here is great, and there's none of that stupid whispery voice. Okay, there's some of it, but it's it's done within limits and under control. Yeah. Um, enough so that I'm going to go back and reread the book because some things happened that I don't remember, don't remember. and I don't remember if this is – I prefer the way the movie did it. Well, um, that's the thing. Uh, a lot of people did say that what they did, they did take some creative – freedoms with certain scenes and oddly enough i i, I guess it, certain scenes they just translate better in film than they actually did in the book which you know you don't really hear that often <laughs> one of the things like yeah um yeah. the 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 dream sequences were really intriguing mm -hmm. not least of which is and i don't mean to give anything away in the plot but they're not all accurate right and I don't remember that from the book. That's what I'm going to have to go back and check is yeah. if, the, if the book, because I thought he had accurate dreams all the time, not potentials. Mm. And this seems to be showing, and it's really intriguing because there are, you know, uh, ghost voices speaking and yeah. those give you a flag as to whose version of the future this is. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. That's a th- I never thought of it that way. Right? Yeah. At and one time, you is, recognize the Reverend Mother's voice. Yeah. And that's one where it ends differently than the reality ends up oh, being. Oh, see, now I got to watch it again. Oh, darn. Yeah. <laughs> one of my kids didn't want to see it. The other one couldn't see it because he, he had to work that night. Mm-hmm. And I've already told him that whenever he goes to see it, please invite me along. I will yeah. see it again. Yeah. Uh, because it is that good. Uh, I'm not kidding. Um, not to put my thumb on any scales, but it is by far the best adaptation of a novel that is all but impossible to adapt that I can imagine. And it met every expectation and exceeded every expectation. It's the first film since weirdly enough, the lion King, where I got to the end of the movie, my son said something to me, and I could not respond because I was so deep in the emotion yes. that I could not utter yeah. a word. Yes. I was um, totally there. I was totally there. Extraordinary. I, yeah. I, I remember texting Eric after yeah. after I was gone, and I was just like, I, I, wa- I just watched Dune. Dot dot dot. <laughs> like enough said. Yeah, there, there's, I get there, it. there's like there are no words. There's just absolutely no words. Yeah. I cannot describe this to you because I don't know if there's a word in the English dictionary that can justify the magnitude. And what's so funny is having read the book, right? Yeah. As extraordinary as it is up to this point, we haven't even begun to penetrate no. the layers yet. Yes. We haven't gotten into the true spiritual aspects of this exactly. story. Exactly. And I'm just like, wow. Right? Right? And you, you, you can see like the, the layers that they were building up. Just Setting going it up. Into it and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh, man. This is where they are going with this. It is. Yeah. Okay, so so like I said when I saw it, just if anyone's really remotely curious, just has an ounce of curiosity about this film, you have to, you you have to, you just you have to, yeah, it, it, it's it's a must. It's, it's not like a strong recommendation. Like I'm begging you, I'm imploring you. No, you have to watch this movie. If I find out where you live, I will come to your house. I'll pick you up and I will go see it with you. Yep, get in um, the car right now. But this... but I'm at work. I'm at lunch. We'll bring your lunch. <laughs> we're going we're going i'm sorry Done deal. Deal. <laughs> i don't get this enthusiastic about a, about a dramatic presentation but this really was that for me yes in my perception in my view yeah. it was that good yeah and then i and then i mentioned the fact that uh the director is the same director who did arrival and i remember arrival scene yeah oh, oh you haven't seen arrival which one's Arrival? Is that the one with the... That's the one with... Ah, dang it. What's her name? What's her name? Uh, there's, uh, well, Jeremy Rayner and Amy Adams. That was a recent one, right? The the one that yeah. had the visual of the giant ship uh, yes. sitting on a little point. I yeah. wanted to see it. I have never seen it. Oh, now I will find it. I will find a way it to see it if it's made by the same people. It was my movie yeah. of the year when it came out. Okay. It was absolutely magnificent. Easy but, call. But, yeah. That's how good this is. Yeah. 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 Um, so, whew, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> uh, what did I do since the last minute? Um, I did finish up watching Arcane and oh. yeah. Um, wow. That's another wow. <laughs> now, Arcane is the League of Legends. Yes. 
Okay, because I've talked to my kids, two of which have watched it, and they've all said, watch it. Yeah, so. Yeah, that that's pretty much the general disclaimer yeah. out there. You do not have to know League of Legends to enjoy this show. It, it It's so, it's, it's, it's great. It's just great. I've it's heard that great. from people I trust that you don't need to pl- have played the game. You don't need to know anything about it. That the that the series is self complete, and it's in fact, yeah. if anything, it might expand a bit on the. Um, it might deepen yes. some of the characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you have background with it. There's still plenty for yes. you to appreciate. Yeah, you. There's plenty of, uh, well, fan service out there because like there there's certain. I know, I know, not that type of fan service disclaimer. No. <laughs> but there's like plenty of Easter eggs and, and and cameos for the people who are familiar with the lore and with these characters that they're going to get something that they they'll they'll actually feel rewarded for actually having invested into in, in in the game after all this time and stuff. But I mean, there's just so the the great thing about this is that there's just so many avenues of access to this yeah. franchise now and and no matter where you start with it you're going to you're not going to be left disappointed and to that end scott i mean once i finished watching the uh the the whole the first season i actually yeah. went to the uh, uh league of legends website and i just started looking up all these characters and and went to, and read up on their lore just because it's like oh i i i i want i, I, I need want more, more. Of this. i want to yeah. know more about this and surprisingly apparently that's even translated over into the video game itself because there's been an increase in uh in the players uh after after the show came out and of course like the most popular characters that are being picked are the ones that are depicted in the show surprise surprise so just a comment for anyone who's who knows nothing about has not played the game and feels like they're going to be left out of the storytelling. My 22 year old son said that if anything coming into it unaware is better because you don't know the big reveals. Yeah. So they come as more surprising and more engaging, but they're still great even for those who have seen it. But if you haven't seen or don't know anything about it, Oh, yeah. You will be drawn in and wowed you know by it. I never thought about that. A lot of this might be like a Game of Thrones uh, experience for like a lot of people because I, I never even considered the fact it's like, oh yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we're what that I'm watching right now, the gamers the, who play this, they they already know about what happened. So while I'm like having these like like red wedding reactions to certain <laughs> scenes and stuff there uh, like everyone else is like oh yeah this is happening mm-hmm. yeah, this is happening but yeah. but yeah so so today i i agree i think i did do bear off not i mean a little just at least from my perspective i i i might have done bear off just not knowing what i was getting into or not knowing where the story was going to be going because i was like oh what's 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 happening uh where are we going to be going with this what's uh uh, is such and such gonna make it? Is such yeah, and that's the other thing. I didn't bother looking up the the the, the cast of players on the website, so I didn't know if these people were gonna live or die or whatnot. I mean, I I, I had a basic idea of like the the certain key characters because they're like the poster uh, kids of the franchise, so you see them all the time. So you know they're kind of uh, safe, quote unquote, but still. Yeah. 
it's that was such such a great show and it got renewed for it officially got greenlit for season two excellent uh so very very happy to hear about that but it's getting great receptions like all around the stuff so definitely definitely check that out on the netflix front um i also started watching cowboy bebop that has been getting mixed reviews I totally understand why. <laughs> and I'm glad that I didn't start watching it immediately when it came out because I was able to temper my expectations a little bit because of said reviews. And so when I saw those, everyone was kind of like, well, okay. So I was like, oh, so let's, let's bring it from here down to here a little bit. So to that end, I am enjoying it because I, I have tipped my expectations. Cowboy Bebop is a classic anime, and so it's really hard to compete against that. Now, to that end, there are pr plenty of live action anime adaptations that do hit the nail on the coffin, uh, on, like uh, Rioni Kenshin, uh, which one's the other one? Uh, the, the brothers, the brothers, the brothers. Uh, Full, oh, Metal yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. yeah. So it can be done. And so I do make that argue against a lot of people who are like, well, what do you expect? It's a live action. It's an anime. It can't be done. It's like, no, no, no. It can be done. It can be done. But I don't think it was done in this case. <laughs> not fully. Not fully. I still think that there is something to be... To, that can be enjoyed from this. I do like, I, I love John Cho as, uh, as Spike Siegel. I, I think he hits the nail on uh, him. Um, Jet Black, Faye Valentine. Holy crap. They are phenomenal. They are absolutely phenomenal. Whenever they speak and whenever they, they, they interact with each other, I'm like, okay, you, this part, you guys hit that chemistry right on the coffin you you guys got the personalities the quirks and everything you you guys are phenomenal then there's like other characters that i'm just like ah, yeah, maybe not so much but be, but beyond that i mean it, it, it's it's still a fun show uh, i'm still entertained um i'm still I'm still watching it. Like I'm still looking forward to like the net following up next episode. I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to, to watch each and every episode. So, so, so to that end, um, take it for what it's worth, but um, yeah, check it out. Uh, hopefully you like it, but if you don't, you, you don't, and that's okay, but yeah, give it a shot. I'm halfway into the first episode and it's been very entertaining so far, Okay, but I was never as much of a fan of the original anime as, as other people were. Sure. I watched it because I thought I needed to, and I'm glad I did, but yeah. I was not nearly as big a fan for uh, it as yeah. most people were. Yeah. So. I mean, it's a, it's a favorite for a lot of people. I mean, yeah. that's their staple. I mean, that's and, their staple anime for certain. And, and I think that different reaction will be interesting to see how I like the rest of it compared to, you know, you seem to have liked the original anime quite a bit more than, than perhaps I did. So. Oh yeah, sure. Will be interesting to see. Yeah, that uh, Cowboy Bebop was pretty much my my first years of college, <laughs> more or less. Had had all the soundtracks and everything, and especially like when iTunes was out and everything. And so uh, it, that that was pretty much my my college soundtrack, and 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 
we would watch that in in the lounge like whenever they eat an episode came out and stuff so yeah there there's a lot of sentimentality with with, with uh cowboy bebop to that and just because of like the memories that i correlate with it as well so well, i think is, that's probably I mean, the case for like a lot of other people too well it was a huge beloved classic it was one of those that if you liked it you loved it yeah um and you know i'll find you know, out for myself yeah 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 so um while i'm here out in tennessee i'm probably going to finish that up and some binge watching and stuff so uh Hopefully, I'll share some positive thoughts on once I get to the end of the season, and Scott will do the same. Yep. So to that end, how about we move on into some nerdy news where we have some sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in their culture. Where is the mouse? Ah, the mouse. It went to sleep. Okay, wake up, mouse. (laughs) I'm using my dad's mouse, and so it's wireless, so I'm having to figure out how this thing works. (laughs) So uh, the first book recommendation that we have is The Girl from Otto from author Amy Maroney. The year 1500, born during a time wracked by war and plague, Renaissance-era artist Mira grows up in a Pyrenees convent believing she is an orphan. When tragedy strikes, Mira learns the devastating truth about her own origins. But does she have the strength to face those who would destroy her? The year 2015. Centuries later, art scholar Zari unearths traces of a mysterious young woman named Mira in two 16th century portraits. Obsessed, Zari tracks Mira through the great cities of Europe to the pilgrim's route of Camino de Santiago and is stunned by what she finds. Will her discovery be enough to bring Mira's story to life? Once again, this is The Girl from Otto, and this is available exclusively on Amazon. Next book recommendation is we're going to take a trip to the wonderful world of Wattpad with The Black Ministry's Betrayal by author J.J. Fritz. The royal guard of the empire has faithfully served Byzantia for nearly three centuries now. Handpicked from foreign lands, these guardsmen hold no political ties carry no agendas, and bear no creeds except those who sit upon the onyx throne. They are vanguards, protectors, loyalists. They are vengan. Change has come to the empire. An empress sits upon the throne now, destroying any who would rebel against her with both fire and iron. To the east, her loyal vengan worked to squash the newest rebellion until a arrives one day, marked with the empress's seal. The content within bear only dread and disturbance for the guardsmen. The black ministry, the former emperor's couple of sorcerers, have turned against the empress. The vengeance return is bittersweet. The city they once called home is now a battlefield. Every street a choke point. Every home a possible nesting ground for rebels. The royal guard will have to fight tooth and nail to put down the ministry and protect the empress. But the deeper they go the harder the lines begin to blur. In a world where good and evil does not exist, where then does a man's loyalty lie? Once again, this is The Black Ministry's Betrayal by author J.J. Fritz, and this is available on Webpad. So, venturing into some other nerdy news, by the time you guys get this episode, uh, 
Hawkeye would have been the first episode of Hawkeye would have been out for a couple of days. Uh, Hawkeye is stars Jeremy Renner as the Marvel Avenger who teams up with another well-known archer from Marvel Comics, Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld. The cast also includes Vera Faminga, Frey Fee, Tony Dalton, Zon McLaren, Brian Darcy, James and Newcomer, Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez. Uh, Hawkeye is helmed by Bryce Thomas and directing duo Bert and Bertie. And like I said, you can check this one out because it, by the time you guys get this episode, it would have been out for a couple of days. So be on the lookout for that and other episodes as they premiere on Disney+. Plus. Now, uh, why won't why don't we go back into uh, our Dune discussion? <laughs> because there's uh, there's a little more Dune to be had because it is returning to IMAX for a limited time. So, uh, from IO9, aka Gizmodo.com, IMAX has officially announced that on December third, the sci-fi epic will return to its theaters for a limited time. Uh, more likely two weeks or so until Spider-Man No Way Home arrives on December 17th. Tickets are on sale now with more showtimes and screens coming on November 29th. So be on the lookout for that. So uh, December 3rd is also the day Dune arrives on demand. But unless your screen is bigger than your entire home, IMAX will be a much, much better presentation. And... Uh, Disclaimer, Dune, it was, uh, I think, what does it say? Between, uh, it was filmed in the IMAX format, so you see between 26 and 40% more image, uh, depending on the location. So, yeah, (laughs) that's a pretty decent chunk. I'm thinking about when the you know the, all the sandworm scenes. I'm yes! just thinking if I can get that's a bit more immediately of that. where my mind went, dude. That's immediately where my mind went. Especially when it, when it eats the harvester. Yeah, that, let me I tell you, I watched this from. That. I just watched that from my. I, I watched this at home because uh, I was still a little uncomfortable going to theaters and everything. But mm-hmm. even then, on the small screen, my jaw dropped. It just absolutely dropped. So. Seeing that on IMAX, I yeah yeah <laughs> I don't even know if my jaw was dropped. I I think it'll just be sensory overload. <laughs> oh, so I, I don't know, man. This this might be the the thing that that nudges me back into the ears <laughs> because our, Eric's Eric does say like the screenings are are, are like view, the the screenings for IMAX are pretty small still, so I'll, I'll have yeah. to see what the what the what the attendance is like. I don't know um, about anyone else, but for us, there was only two groups in the, in the entire theater, and we were sitting, really? you know, forty feet apart. So it was great. Right? Yeah. <sighs> wow, those sandworms. <laughs> that, that, that's all. That's all that I can think of, man. Well, and getting back to that thing of scale, right? Is yeah. is. And they again, they do it so nicely. You see them stand. You know, it's like the the Jawas and the and the Imperial Crawler. Mm-hmm. Um, you see them standing at the foot of this thing, and then you see this thing as one of several things being swallowed by a by a sandworm, a Ugh. tiny piece in the middle of its skull. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, wait, it's still going. It's still going. It's still going. Unbelievable. It's great. 
absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Sorry for the gush. I just can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a pretty, it was a pretty decent film. What can you say? <laughs> you might want to consider seeing it. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just throw it out. IMAX, mm-hmm. iPhone, whatever. Just see it. Just see it. But uh, yeah, if you want to receive more sci-fi and fantasy book recommendations along with updates in nerd culture, visit our storiesfornerds.com website or follow us on our social media outlets, that being our Twitter page, our Facebook group, or our recent SFN page where we just focus on sci-fi and fantasy books exclusively. And if you really want to dive into the SFN community, join our free newsletter where you'll get access to exclusive features like free short stories or experts from our featured storytellers of the past. And if you want to support us financially, check out our Patreon page where you'll get uncut podcast episodes and our Story by Nerd segments in their entirety. So to that end, folks, we have finally arrived to the conclusion of our final Story by Nerd segment of the year, that being the Cloud family. Um, I'm going to do this send-off. Like I said, uh, we have been following this story of an elderly woman named Dina who is pretty much watching her life go by which is a bit of a taboo thing nowadays because everyone is just uploading to the cloud because the cloud is so great and wondrous and you don't have to worry about all the fallacies and troubles of reality but she's so set in her mind because going and uploading into the cloud that's just so unnatural she was so easily set in her way of thinking until an accident happened a couple of oh a couple of days ago and she ends up having to interact with her cloud family and the more it goes along the harder it is for her to be set in her way of thinking and so um we are going to pick up after her Colorful debate with her digital son, Stu, or as you like to call him, Solitary Stu. (laughs) Dina tossed and turned in her bed, recounting the debate with Dustin, or at least a construct of him, and Solitary Stu that evening. While dealing with the discomforts of her bones breaking by a simple tumble or being taken out by something as simple as a cold, she now had to wonder if her mind was on the cusp of breaking. Maybe she was going schizo. Or perhaps she was on the early stages of dementia or Alzheimer's. She couldn't keep shaking that image of sweet, innocent Emily, looking up at her in utter confusion while her mother's stare of concern and pity made her question her own perception of reality. Ridiculous. They had no need for pity. At least so she told herself. She was just old. Why was being old such a mistake? They were all wrong. They had to be. Otherwise, maybe Solitary Stu wasn't completely wrong. Real? Fake? Who was she to determine such things? Despite the cloud being prevalent, various religions were still commonplace. and No one seemed troubled by people praying to whatever higher power they believed in. At least with the cloud, there is no there is a guarantee of where everyone was going. Dina sat up, looking about the empty room. 
Her cat must have grown annoyed by her constant shifting underneath the sheets since he wasn't at the foot of the bed. Dina rubbed the sheets to her side, as she had done countless times before, accepting the emptiness and no longer having her beloved with her. But then she felt her cheek, the same one Dustin had stroked that afternoon. His touch had been absent for so long she didn't realize how much she had forgotten the warmth of it until then. She needed him, at least for one night. Surely there is no harm except in the sensation of being in a loved one's arms. Of course it wasn't real, but that didn't necessarily mean the love behind it didn't have to be. Here I am. Dustin was already sitting at the foot of the bed before Adina could even say his name. Yet she wasn't startled by his sudden presence. The instant she knew she was to call for him, he was simply there. Her husband placed a hand on her knee, just above where the cast began. Does it still hurt? he asked. I manage well enough, she said. I have an appointment to see the doctor again tomorrow. Dina scooted her back against her bed's headboard. But you already know that, don't you? As a matter of fact, you probably know more about my diagnostics since they're constantly being monitored. Dustin moved his hand from Dina's leg. I only made this worse, didn't I? I just wanted to see you, that's all. But I shouldn't have overstepped my boundaries. I'm sorry, Dina. I'm only here because I felt the peace of you calling for me. But I think the kids and I should give you the space you've asked for. I should go. Dina, however, reached out to him. Not so fast. Can I... Can I touch you? Dustin looked upon her with those longing sad eyes he used to give after her having a rough day at work, making her wonder which of the two needed the other more. Dustin scooted off the bed and to the side where Dina lay, taking a knee by her. Not saying a word, he leaned forward. Dina hesitated at first, but then ran a finger through his fine black hair, the smell of his spray running through her nostrils. Then she pressed both hands against his cheek, the life in them so vibrant, she gasped. Dina whispered to him, I've missed you. The sadness in Dustin's eyes faded away as a loving smile formed across his face. That single night, sleeping in Dustin's arms turned into a series of others. But the couple recalling their awkward initial dates, their first kiss, all the way to the kids graduating from high school and beyond. Stu and Lydia eventually joined Dustin and started visiting her on the weekends, just as before. Dina had raged card games, given sending up virtual hands when needed was simple enough. They'd even watch some favorite family films. Six months of this presented Dina with a new perspective of the cloud. While she understood this arrangement with her family was different, she wasn't alone anymore. Not really. Will you lighten up on the red meat? Stu begged as Dina sat down at the kitchen table for lunch. The doctor said your cholesterol was a little up last week. A cheat day's never hurt anyone, Dina chimed, taking a bite of her steak. 
They had a company had burned her mood so much she couldn't help but indulge herself. She hadn't done so in ages. He's only looking out for you, dear. Dustin stressed to her. You don't want a repeat of what happened to re- what happened to me, especially since we all know uploading's off the plate for you. Let's not risk shortening our time together. Dina set her fork down and cleared her throat. Actually, I wanted to talk about that. Then the entire room went silent as every uploaded locked eyes on Dina. Mom, Lydia said, are you considering uploading? It's not as out of the question as before, Dina corrected her. All these past few months with everyone has been enlightening. I'm not bought off that easily. I still have a few concerns before I'm convinced. Dustin placed his hand on top of hers. And we'll all be more than happy to put them at ease. Especially since there are more options now. Her children agreed as Dustin looked to them, all nodding in unison. What sort of options? Dina asked. Dina's cat nudged her for a quick pat, then headed to the living room. As he did, he strolled right through Lydia's leg without a second thought. Wait, see that? Dana pointed at the feline, recalling where she was going with the conversation. I can, act with you. I can interact with you like you're actually here when no one else can. I suspect that's why the grandchildren haven't bothered coming by. They still can't see you the way I can, right? Dustin, Stu, and Lydia all leaned back in their seats in unison. It was one of the odd quirks Dina had noticed about her Cloud family once she started seeing them simultaneously. She assumed the Cloud system, or whatever it was allowing her to interact with them, was stretching its processing. No, Lydia answered. No one else can see us. Not yet. The truth, Dustin said, is that CFI's OS has been watching you for quite some time so it can learn. Dina shrugged. AIs are always learning how to improve their performances to a certain extent, but what could something so advanced learn from the likes of me? Stu was the first to fold his hands, followed by Dustin and Lydia. Actually, I could learn a... Practically everything from you. At the very least, the final puzzle. Dustin grabbed Dina's hand again, this time squeezing it. You've been part of a beta simulation, love. For the longest, the OS has tried to integrate the cloud with reality. No augmentation. He's talking about true synthesis, Lydia explained. What's real for you will be just as real for us and vice versa, Mom. Don't you see? You wouldn't even have to upload yourself if you didn't want to anymore. We'd finally be together for real. Us, our kids, the grandkids. And it wouldn't just be you. Once the beta is complete, the the integration would be accessible to everyone. Dina looked to her husband, who smiled assuredly. How would that even work, she asked. Why me? Dustin flicked a finger, revealing a virtual playing card in his hand. Then he flung it at Dina, who instantly shielded her face with a hand. The moment she did, however, the card the card halted midair, levitating. How? D- Dina uttered. 
I guess that stubbornness of yours was actually worth something, Mom. The cloud's been around for three generations now. It was pretty much the norm by the time you were born, and it was practically only second to breathing when Lydia and I were growing up. Anyone had just accepted the cloud to being the next alternative to reality. It was even better than reality, Lydia added. Who in their right mind would care or worry about this miserable hellhole when everyone knew something better was just a thought away? Dina folded her arms, placing the pieces to the said puzzle together. Besides me, you mean. You and a few thousands of elderlies remaining, Dustin explained. But most are either too far gone mentally to process the simulation or a contempt in their life just easing by, having already accepted that they'll die alone since that's the natural way of things. Lydia zipped from across the table and reappeared right beside Dina, placing her hands on both shoulders. But you're different, Mom. While everybody wishes they could see their loved ones, you yearn for it far more than anyone the cloud has diagnosed. Your mind's the perfect link. So what are you saying, Dina asked. I'm the best host because I'm clinically depressed? Don't look at it so harshly, Dustin begged. You're so special, dear. More than you can fathom. Your love for us has can bring a union to reality that was beyond reasoning. People can finally live in both realms with the people they love and no longer worry about the drawbacks of either. And it'll all be thanks to you. Dina shot out of her chair, startling the others. I'm a human being, not one of those old thumb drives that you can just plug information into. Dustin took a step towards Dina. Honey, you need to settle down, okay? There's no need to get worked up. How can I not get worked up? Dina cried. Was this your master plan all along to wear me down until I assimilated to your program's intent? Why would I even want to be a part of this world when it's as miserable as you say? You said it yourself, Mom, Stu said. AIs are designed to improve and perfect themselves. What better way is a cloud to do that than lift the curtain altogether? To see if I even know that that's what the cloud's trying to do? Dina asked. How is this legal? My my God, would they even care? What about all the other people who haven't uploaded? Would they even get a say-so? Come on, Mom, Susan insisted. We already told you 99.99% of the entire planet already intends on joining the cloud as is. And what about the other slither of the .01 solitary stew? Dana snapped. Does their opinion not matter anymore since they're old, senile fossils who are just buying on limited time anyway? Stu frowned with a hint of hurt growing across his face. You know I would never imagine that of anyone, Mom. How could you even say that? Hold on, Dustin said alarmed. Connection's weakening. Dina grabbed her arm, feeling the nerves in it numb. I need you all to get away from me. Lydia covered her mouth. Oh, God. Mom, you need to calm down, okay? Delamless has been notified, Dustin said. They'll be here within 10 minutes. Let me help you to bed, dear. When her ghost husband reached for her, however, Dina tried swatting him away. Then her hand went right through him. Get away from me. All of you. Dina winced as her chest tightened with her shortening breaths. My 
arm hurts. Honey, Dustin said with fear struck in his eyes. You're, you're going to be fine, okay? Just take deep breaths. Stu zipped into her bedroom, grumbling. Her cabinets are empty. Damn it, Mom. Why didn't you grab that aspirin last week like you were supposed to? Dina's legs gave out as she fell through her husband's disappearing arms. What? What's happening? Then Dustin's sister. You're having a heart attack. It's, it's okay. Help's on the way. Dina's visor chimed in. Upload? Will the paramedics arrive in time to stabilize her? Come join us. I, I don't know. Upload? Yes or no? Oh my God, Dad. If we don't do something, we're going to lose her. Join us. We can't do anything. It's up to her. Dina, we're running out of time. You have to upload. Soon. Join us. Dina's visions faded as Stu held Lydia in his arms. Dustin mimicked that brave face she recalled him having as the final tidbits of life faded away from him. Stay with me, Dana. Please, you don't have to go. We can finally be together again. Join us. Just upload to the cloud, Mom. We can fix this. Join us. Why hasn't she accepted yet? Mom, what are you doing? Soon. Upload, yes or no? Join us. As the paramedics pulled up to the house, the driver groaned upon receiving the updated notification. They didn't even bother uploading. And for what? I could have finished my burrito. Don't worry about it, the other paramedic said as he pulled out the stretcher. I'd give it another decade till we won't have to waste our time with calls like these anymore. The sooner the better, if you ask me. Tell me about it. Come on, let's get this over with. The end. Whew. Yep. It, uh, not a happy ending. And I thought I went dark. Mine is good. I was really, really, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> It's fabulous. I, I, you know, there are many ways it could have gone, and this is absolutely one of the fair ones. So, oh, thank you, man, dude, you have no idea how much that means to me hearing that from you because that's what was really, really. That's why I had to go back and revise it so many times because I was like, no, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Scott and Abby did such a good job. This isn't as good as what they did before me. I, I just really, really wanted to make sure that, uh, I, I did your parts of the story justice and 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 i was pretty happy with the outcome of this one hence well as you would know <laughs> disclaimer folks um i i told scott and abby that i finished this yesterday but then uh, a couple what was it maybe 30 minutes before we started recording i was like sorry 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 i'm not done yet <laughs> Because it was just one of those things I, I just wanted to do a final run just to, you know, maybe see if I could, like, tighten some things up here and there. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, no. Where's the eraser on the chalkboard? I got I to gotta fix this. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, you know, and that's it's such an interesting thing because there was so many 
ideas set up and it was yeah. almost pushing toward her longing overcoming her resolve yeah and that's the thing is she made the choice that she needed to make yes even if we the reader feel that that was a tragic choice yes still earned by the character and well presented throughout the story so i think i think this may be one of the i think well I'm not going to say one up. I think this is the most complete and integrated story we've done so far. Oh, I agree with that, Shia Adele, wholeheartedly. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and and going back to what you were saying, yeah, um, I remember when I initially talked about it with you and Abby, my initial thought was like, oh, okay, well, the way I see this going is it's going. she's going to join her family. And then I was like, wait a minute, that I, I don't think, that would do her story art justice. I think that would kind of be a, a, a disservice to the code of ethics that she's had throughout the first two segments of the story. And then all for all of a sudden for her to give it. Now I did introduce the aspect of the, the fact that I did see her getting worn down, beaten down with her code of sorts with this. So I did introduce the, like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's not that bad. Maybe she's going to just test out the wires a little bit. And that one little slither turned out to be a six-month-long process. And then she was like, uh, it's not as bad as I thought it is. But so the fact that was like, okay, right when she's on the cusp, I was like, well, I didn't say yes, but I'm not 100% saying no either. Yeah. And then she realizes what's at stake, and so and for her that that the stakes was just too much. So it was almost like she had to make she had to she had to make the sacrifice for her for for not only herself but for everyone else. Even even though I mean, as far as everyone else is concerned, no one knows about what she did. No one's got yeah. No one's got like this is gonna make any like news or anything and you see that when the paramedics come to you know come come to pick her up they're they're just like uh it's another one uh th this is just and, and that's the tragedy and that and that's the big tragedy of it i mean that it's just death is just such a like 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 oh this person died she didn't even we, upload we have Ugh, why are we even bothering with time, this yeah this woman and this guy is more worried about his burrito than yes. about the about the mortality or or the life. Yes, has just vanished. Yes, exactly. Uh, and that's how it is. That is, it's it's a dark, it's a dark concept, but it's also not. It's just the way things are. Yeah. Um people die all the time, and we all just kind of meh, right move on. Yeah, um, you you kind of. Uh, they get desensitized by it oh, after you hear about it so much. And, and you definitely get that vibe that that's where it is in this universe because of like the, the whole benefits of being uploaded is like, Oh, you don't have to die anymore. If you're, if you, if you die, you're, you're stupid basically. <laughs> well, I can say, and thematically, you know, we, we kind of, we chose to explore the idea of depression a little bit. And mm -hmm. one of the things about depression is that, you know, 
that the way you perceive is not the way others do. Yes. And that sense of, of baseline difference never goes away, no matter how much you feel a part of this moment or this gathering. Yeah. You always know deep inside yourself that this was a successful play act, not if they really knew who you were, they would run screaming. Yeah. And it may not be true, but you feel that way. Yes. Yeah. And that was, she said, yeah. And that was like the initial challenge that I had with Dina. I had to remove myself from the equation. Yeah. And and what my perception of what she should do and what she shouldn't do is like, no, she's her own character. She's going to do what she needs to do. You just need to write down what she needs to do. And, and I think it is. I mean, I you know, it's, it, maybe it's crass to, to criticize your own story this way, but I think sure. I think you picked it up and carried it nicely. Um, well, that was you that did was, see the way the hot dog was made. <laughs> thank heaven, no one does. Is that right? <laughs> Harlan Ellison may may have been able to sit in the storefront window and write a short story that could sell. Not so much others of us. Yeah, um, I mean, granted, I, well, I mean, you know, I take that back. You, you, I did let you and Abby see like a, a, a little bit of my my thought process when I was trying to figure out where you know how I was going to go about the next segment of it and stuff. But but, but after we had that conversation, I, I I didn't let you see. Well, and the more interested you are in the story yourself, the more yes. important it is to you to get past the first idea into the, into the deeper meat, into the second and third idea, into the, into the layer that isn't something anyone could write that only right. you can write. And that's, yeah. that's what storytelling is. And that's, I think you pulled that off. Oh, thank Nicely you. Done. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So that folks is going to conclude 2021 story by nerd semis but if you enjoy this be sure to follow up with us next year uh, where we will be continuing these stories for certain but uh in the meantime you can follow up with us two weeks from now where we will be going over our best stories of the year with our final episode of 2021 in the meantime, if you enjoy the Story by Nerd Summits along with our Nerd Chat episodes, be sure to give us a like, heart, thumbs up, stars, whatever positive outlet there is to the source of this podcast. You can through where that's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. But, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Stories for Nerds podcast. Hey, I am Raphael. I'm Jordan. Y'all keep thinking big on a collective level. This is Scott. Oh, Scott. Signing off. <laughs> so, hey. Scott and Scott and Scott. <laughs> so, how about that final send off to the listeners? Join us next year and you will get between 26 and 40% more stories. Yeah. <laughs> Read the fine print, no guarantees. No. <laughs> it's hard to stop the light, everyone. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'll roll six as a plan.